Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. What is up, party peoples? Welcome to the morning briefing for Monday, February 5th, 2018. Super producer Jake Hughes here in the driver's seat because host Eric Dame had to take care of some personal issues, and we wish him the best of luck dealing with his five-year-old this early in the morning. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, we're going to replay one of our classic interviews with the American Legion. You can learn about all the cool stuff they got going on, or they had going on, or they had and still are going on, still is going on. I don't know. Something. <laughs> and also, later on, we're going to have Adam Menin. Now, he is a former Army officer, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Patriotic Online Marketplace. Well, what is that? We'll just have to wait and find out here on The Morning Briefing. And I want to take this time to remind you that you can follow us on social media. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter on all the big four. Follow us. You'll know exactly the first moment when we post new stories. You'll get a lot of bunches of a bunch of uh, notifications about news going on and all that cool stuff. So make sure you follow us. Okay. Now something happened last night. I know. Gosh, what was it? There was, there, there, uh, there was something that happened last night. Some, uh, big event or something like I think maybe it was a sports thing I don't know I'm not a sports guy (laughs) I'm kidding of course yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday and we want to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles on their victory over the New England Patriots of course I don't know what the rest of the affiliations are for the Connecting Vets team I can only speak for myself and for myself I have no affiliations. I really don't care about football at all. The only sport I really care about is baseball. And even then, it's just because of the Houston Astros, you know, the home team. 2017 World Champs, by the way. I'm wearing the hat right now, and I'm going to be wearing it forever. Because it doesn't matter. We, we get, The Astros could stink for the rest of their existence, and it doesn't matter. We finally won a World Series. That's all that matters. And the, see, we started in what, 1964, so uh, 50... Plus years of our existence, we finally won a World Series. But enough of that, we're talking about football. And as you probably know, uh, some issues went on with the NFL and the veteran community. There was a little uh, kerfluffle, we can say. Uh, the big thing had to do with Anvets wanted to post an ad in the, uh, the programs of the Super Bowl with the hashtag, please stand. Not you stand or else, not we demand you stand, but please stand. And the NFL felt that that was too political for them, despite the fact that all their, that they've had super politically charged ads 
in the past, especially since a certain president took office. But we're not going to get into politics here. We are apolitical here at ConnectingVets.com. We don't care about that kind of stuff. So I didn't watch the Super Bowl, obviously, if you didn't gather that from that whole intro thing. I didn't watch the Super Bowl for two reasons. Number one, I don't have cable. I use a fire stick, so... I couldn't have watched it if I wanted to. But number two, even if I could have, I wouldn't have watched it because I disliked the way the Super Bowl or the the NFL handled the AMVETS thing. I thought that it was very partisan of them. I felt it was disrespectful, and I just didn't watch. But that's me. But I'm not alone. According, according to Fox News, veteran bars and even bowling alleys are saying said no to the big game. They say a growing number of Americans decided they had better things to do with their time Super Bowl Sunday than support a professional football league doesn't have the decency to honor the national anthem. Remember, this is Fox News. <clears throat> Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Apparently, Siri was uh, active and heard my whole intro. It was like, sorry, I don't have anything for a welcome to the morning briefing. I apologize. That was horribly. That, I am horrible at my job. What am I doing here? Oh my gosh! I need to go home and just get some sleep. Ah, whatever. It's Monday. Cut me some slack, Jack. Anyway, once again, according to Fox News, American Legion and VFW posts, restaurants and bars, and even a bowling alley all decided they did not broadcast the Super Bowl game in their establishments out of respect for veterans and law enforcement. A giant electronic sign outside of the Oneida Veterans Club in New York read, In honor of our country, our flag, and our veterans. Uh, the Knights of Columbus chapter in Longview, Texas, decided to put an end to the decades-old tradition of broadcasting the game over their, quote, disgust with the national anthem protests. Chapter, Van chapter member Vance Lowry says, The veterans are especially aggravated by the, the course of events. They especially hit... This especially hits us as an insult when people are disrespecting the flag and the national anthem. Now, I've said before that one of the things that really ticks me off more than anything is people who are getting offended on my behalf. You know, oh, veterans are so outraged, rubble, 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 rubble. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm not outraged. I'm a little upset, but I'm not in the streets holding signs, you know, saying boycott the NFL. I very calmly decided, well, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because I don't like the way they handled it. But part of me is regretting that because apparently there were a lot of good commercials. And again, I don't care about football. So in Super Bowl's past, I have always watched them for the commercials. Like during the game, I'll be playing on my phone. But during the commercial breaks, I'm glued to the screen. But apparently there were a lot of really good ones. There was a... a commercial for the new Cloverfield movie, uh, for the new Han Solo Star Wars movie, and lots of other cool things that I sadly didn't get to see, but I can catch them all on YouTube later, so no big loss. And I'm getting sidetracked. I apologize. Let's get back to the story. VFW posts across the country have also joined in the National Super Bowl Sunday boycott. VFW post 8951 member Bob Shank told the York Daily Record they're disrespecting our flag and our national anthem, so we no longer watch NFL. We have a bunch of veterans here who fought for that flag, fought for that national anthem. So, apparently I'm not alone. And really, you can't blame them. Because, again, and the NFL really mishandled the situation. They really 
just it was a public relations nightmare for them because if they had rejected it for other reasons or if they but I mean it's one thing to reject the ad and say okay we don't want that but to specifically say it's too political in a sh- in an organization that already has political protests going on because that's what this whole kneeling thing is about it's a political protest against certain things so that's fine but the veterans want their own ad and that's not okay and i understand i get they don't want to upset their their uh their players because the players are the people that earn the millions of dollars and all that good stuff but you know who pays for that millions of dollars with ad revenue us that sit there and watch the games so as a former tank commander of mine would say it's a sticky wicket and overall I'm glad I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I missed some good commercials, but you know what? I stood by my principles. And, well, no, I can't say that. I really can't say that. I probably wouldn't have watched the Super Bowl anyway. (laughs) Again, I'm not a sports guy here. I am a true dyed-in-the-wool nerd. So I was playing uh, Dark Souls 3 and Diablo 3 while other people were watching the big game. So, you know, that's just me. But whatever. A uh, two army veterans in Charleston are among those featured in Designs of Duty, an exhibition highlighting East Central Illinois veterans and their service-related tattoos. And it's got a really cool picture. I'm gonna. I wish I could show you, but I have to describe the picture. The opening picture of the story is of a guy with the old Ironsides patch, the first armor division with a tank, and uh, underneath that, he's got his ribbon rack. And his unit awards. And, uh, okay, look, dude, I'm behind the old iron size patch. I'm thinking about getting an army-related tattoo myself. But your ribbon rack, that's a little full moto, you know? That, 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 that's going full boot. But apparently it got him uh, featured in this uh, exhibit. The exhibit, which is now on display at Booth Library on the campus of Eastern Illinois University, according to a ple- press release, press release, Wow, L's and R's, they really just come by, they just mix, don't they? Shame. (laughs) Designs of Duty tells the stories of seven military veterans who served our country for over over a 45-year period throughout Asia and Europe. Veterans featured in the exhibit are, and this is a bunch of names, and they're all from the eastern Illinois area. I'm not going to list them because I I highly doubt you're going to go, Oh, Eric Hiltner, I knew that guy. Uh, anyway, tattoos are a common symbol among the military, and this exhibit aims to explore the inspiration and meanings behind them, as well as the stories of the veterans themselves. Pride, patriotism, and honor are common themes in the artwork chosen by the veterans showcased in Designs of Duty. Related, exe- related exhibits on display f- include military flags, symbols of service featuring the University of Illinois student veterans, um, uh, aircraft nose art from World War II to today, Vietnam War helmet graffiti, and literature and poetry during wartime. Now, tattoos are a big part of the military community. You know, I have a buddy, a good friend of mine down in uh, Florida, JC. He has a tattoo of dog tags of a battle buddy he lost in Iraq. And uh, it's really important to him because it, it, it's just, it serves as a reminder of what he left behind. And um, I think it's really 
really powerful. I only have the one tattoo on my right arm, and it deals with uh, my religion and my and my choice of music. Yeah, because if God didn't want me to listen to Slayer, he wouldn't have made them awesome. <laughs> Excuse me. But I'm thinking about getting one on the right, on the left arm, because my OCD is kicking in, and I really can't have the one tattoo on one and then nothing on the other side but it's a question of what do i get you know i mean like i already have the two most important things in me on me besides my family you know music and faith and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be one of those guys that gets faces tattooed on me because they just they never turn out right do they like anytime someone attempts to do a portrait in tattoo form it just never comes out right i mean unless you have the most talented tattoo artist in the world they're going to end up looking deformed and it's just doesn't look good. So I don't know, but it might be something military related because I was again in the army, U S army for 13 years. And you know, Eric was in the Navy for 13 years. You put us together. You have an E 12 with 26 years of experience. I know that's his old joke and I don't know why I said it because it's a dumb joke, but whatever. And uh, he has several tattoos. I think he has a naval-related tattoo. I don't know. I have to ask him when he comes in. But whatever. So you know about uh, Amber Alerts, right? You know, where they, uh, they'll send out an alert on your phone if a child goes missing. Well, if you don't know, you, if you're ever driving on the highway and you see the little, those electronic signs, sometimes they'll also have silver alerts. That's when at-risk uh, elderly people go missing as well. Well, Wisconsin is expected to set up green alerts for missing at-risk veterans. Uh, Wisconsin is expected to become the first state to set up a green alert system to help families and law enforcement officials locate missing at-risk veterans. Advocates say they hope the states soon ad- hope other states soon adopt green alerts, which are sim- similar to the amber and silver alerts for missing children and older adults. The legislation unanimously passed the Wisconsin State Senate and is likely to pass the State Assembly in February, as first reported by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The idea was proposed by Gwen and Johnny Adams, whose 45-year-old son, Corey Adams, went missing last March. Corey, an Air Force veteran who had served in Saudi Arabia during the Gulf War and later in Kuwait and Afghanistan, suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. But police could not help the family find him because he was an adult and didn't meet certain criteria. Uh, I never wanted I never want any other family to go through what we did, Gwen Adams said in a phone interview from her home home in Milwaukee. This needs to happen across the country. There aren't any laws on the books in our local communities which help look for veterans who are at risk, especially from a mental health standpoint. Johnny Adams, a Vietnam War veteran who served three years in the Army, said he was baffled that the police could not help. Now, here's a a very sad, a very disheartening statistic. About 20 veterans take their lives every day, according to a 2016 Department of Veteran Affairs study. But the numbers could be double that because some states don't report intentional overdoses uh, and those things aren't included, and some veterans aren't registered with Veterans Affairs, said Sarah Dowdy, the CEO of Mission 22, who we've talked to before on the morning briefing. They're a nonprofit that has treatment programs for PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Dowdy says, We get messages all the time that veterans are missing and ask to share pictures. 
There really is no way to get the word out quickly that someone is missing. You're running on a very short time frame, so I love the idea of this alert. It will help veterans get help so much faster. Gwen Adams said she began to worry about her son when she returned home from running an errand and he was gone. She says it was a day off. It was his day off from working at the post office and he was almost always just home. I knew something wasn't right. We called the police. They said they couldn't do anything. Gwen Adams said her son loved to fish, cook, exercise, and spend time with his family, but he had become withdrawn and stopped talking to friends and eating in the weeks prior before his disappearance. When police said they couldn't help, the family formed a search party. They posted flyers with this picture throughout the neighborhood and at the Clement J. Zablocki VA Medical Center, where Corey had spent six weeks for trauma related to his service. They also posted his picture on Facebook and sought help from the local media. Unfortunately, I just we just learned his body was found 18 days later on April 7th in a lagoon near a park near the family home. Uh, state Senator Latonya Johnson, who introduced the bill, says she wants every state to set up a green alert system. I think this is a good start. My heart really goes out to the family, she said in, in an interview. If Corey were left in Afghanistan, they would have looked for him right away. And the fact that when veterans come home, we can't extend the same courtesy just angers me. She says green alerts won't need a budget because they can be attached to existing alert systems. She's hoping the bill will pass the assembly and be signed by the governor this month. I know this won't help the pain of missing Corey, she said, but if they see a green alert flashing across cell phones and television for missing veterans, I am hoping their family will know that it's because of Corey. His life mattered and made a difference. And our hearts go out to the Gowdy family. And I think this is a really cool thing because... Like the story said, there are certain things you have to, uh, for adults to be considered missing. There's a certain time frame. I think it's like two days or something like that, or that's at least what I know from TV doc, from TV crime dramas or whatever. And there has to be evidence of foul play because as an adult, you can just get up and leave town. Like if I wanted to right now, I could walk out of the studio, leave y'all with dead air and just get in my truck and drive to, I don't know, Mississippi and live there the rest of my life off the grid. And there's not a whole lot that my family could do because I'm a grown man, and I can do that if I want. I'm not going to. Relax. I'm not going anywhere. Unfortunately, you're stuck with me. I'm so sorry. But that's something I could do. And because of this, you know, people who are at risk, I mean, with children and the elderly, it's a little easier because they can't just get up and leave, or they don't. For the, in the case of silver alerts for elderly people, like people who are uh, stuck in wheelchairs or in nursing homes, they can't just get up and walk away. So that's why we have silver alerts. And for children, obviously, we have amber alerts. So I think this green alerts thing is a really good thing. Uh, let's see. Military.com says a new tool is helping veterans seeking discharge upgrades. The Department of the Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs have launched a new online tool to help guide veterans through upgrading their military discharges. The joint initiative was created in response to criticism of the review process, which has been deemed daunting or difficult to understand by some. Available at www.vets.gov slash discharge dash upgrade dash instructions, the online tool simplifies and customizes guidance for those seeking to upgrade their discharge. Officials say 
they said in a press release announcing the tool, by answering a few short questions, veterans will know which board they need to go to, what form to fill out, any special guidance applicable to their case, where to send their application, and some helpful tips for appealing their discharge. Any veterans who believe their discharge was unjust, erroneous, or warrants an upgrade are encouraged to use this tool and then apply for review. Now, we've talked on the show before about uh, other than honorable discharges or bad paper discharges. And we've, I, you're going to have to forgive me. I can't remember the name of the person who is working actively to try to help veterans upgrade their bad paper discharges. But he's been on the show. He works tireless tirelessly but this new program looks like it's going to help uh previously the review process could be confusing because of numerous guidance documents issued over the years the task also was more difficult for veterans who suffer from mental health or other conditions and i just keep flashing back to that story of again the individual who fights bad paper discharges who if you're listening please forgive me that i can't remember your name i am horrible with names and faces that's the one thing I miss about the military is that everyone wore name tags. Like I forget everybody, but his story was that he actually missed movement to deploy because he attempted suicide. And because of that, he was given a bad conduct discharge, which is really messed up when you think about it, because it wasn't because he was too drunk or he was just going AWOL. He tried to kill himself. And because of that missed duty and the Department of Defense in the military look at this and say it's bad conduct instead of what it really was, which was a mental health issue. So things like this are really important. Uh, the new tool aims to improve the process, officials said, thereby helping veterans who believe they may have been unfairly discharged or received an unfair discharge characterization. Uh Oh, here's a here's very interesting. Effective veterans may include those who were discharged under don't ask, don't tell or similar policies, as well as those discharged for PTSD or traumatic brain injuries. We are thrilled to have partnered with the Department of Veteran Affairs in developing this wonderful and easily accessible tool, said Robert Wilkie, a Fayetteville native and undersecretary of defense for personnel and readiness. We support veterans, whether they served recently or long ago, and we are excited to introduce a tool that will individualize and guide, individualize the guidance rather, for those who desire an upgrade or change in their military discharge. So if you are one of the few people, not few people, there's many of them, who have a other than honorable discharge, again, that website, let me find it real quick, is www.vets.gov forward slash discharge dash upgrade dash instructions. So visit that if you feel you need to upgrade your discharge. So it's Monday and I know how you're all feeling. It's, it's just a poopy day, you know, just especially here in DC, it's cold. It was raining all day yesterday. It's just one of those days. I don't know how the weather is in your neck of the woods, but over here where the connecting vets.com studio is in Washington, DC, our nation's capital. It was kind of ugly yesterday. Today it looks like it's going to be sunny, but it's still going to be cold. So, but don't worry because the morning briefing is here for you guys. 
We are here every single weekday, and we do it all for you because we care about you. We care about the veteran community because we are the veteran community. Everyone who works at ConnectingVets.com is either a veteran or veteran adjacent. Like, we have a military spouse, and, uh, well, actually, that's all we have is veterans and a military spouse because the two military brats we had actually, for some reason, left this great organization. I don't know why. I don't know what they were thinking, but they did. And uh, yeah, so don't forget later on and coming up in just a minute, we're going to replay one of our classic interviews with Joe Plensler from the American Legion. Lots of really good information. And that's the cool thing about these uh, VSOs, veteran service organizations. Their information is really timeless. I mean, unless it's like some current initiative like if they're talking about a program, that program goes on all the time. So this interview I'm going to play is from let's see, uh, it's from December. But if you if the information in it is applicable to you, it's probably still going on. So you can go to AmericanLegion.Legion.org and look up that information. And later on in the show, we're going to be talking to Adam Menin. Now Adam was an Army officer. And he is the CEO and co-founder of Patriotic Online Marketplace, a vet and first responders own website that sells a variety of things, all owned and operated by veterans. And that is really, really cool. So make sure you stick around for that now. As I said, I'm Super Producer JQs. You are listening to The Morning Briefing. Here on Monday, February 5th, 2018. Again, don't forget to follow us on social media at Connecting Vets on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure you stick around. Our interview with the American Legion coming up in just a second. And uh, yeah, stick around. Helping military veterans stay connected. We make it easy. We're CBS Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day. Online and all over social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. At Connecting Vets. That's a cool thing when you get me hosting the show. You get to start your work day, work week with a little bit of heavy metal. You know, get some aggression in there. Get you pumped up for the work week. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the morning briefing for Monday, February 5th, 2018. I'm super producer Jake Hughes sitting in the driver's seat because host Eric Dame had to go handle some business on his own. And we hope everything goes well for him. Hey, hey, have you followed us on social media yet? If not, you really need to. You can follow us on all the big four. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us. You'll get the first notice every time we post a new story. Whenever anything pops off in the veteran community, you will know exactly when it happens because we're on top of the veteran community because we are the veteran community. Everyone at this station who works here is either military or military adjacent. We're veterans. We're veteran spouses. We are part of the same community community that you are, and we'd like to help you out because helping you helps helps us and it's all just some big circle isn't that sweet the circle of life Nah, sorry <laughs> anyway do you do you do online shopping i do now uh, just 
Two weeks ago, I ordered groceries online and I got them delivered directly to my door. Isn't that amazing? The new the new digital age is so cool. Well, there's one group that is working to help uh, military entrepreneurs get their products out there in a uh, by working together and helping everyone achieve much. On the phone right now, we have Adam Menine. He is the CEO and co-founder of Patriotic Online Marketplace. Adam, how you doing today? Good morning, Jake. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, certainly appreciate your time this morning. Well, we're happy to have you on the show. Now, uh, before we get into what uh, pompusa.org is, how about we talk about you, for example? Tell us a little bit about your military service, uh, when you got in, where you served, when you got out, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, so I enlisted in 2003 um, as a MI French linguist, so it was kind of year in training. Got to Bragg in 2004. Uh, eventually I looked at a pay scale and went green to gold and, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, and then when you go green to gold, you get to pick your school. So, um, you know, I, I graduated from VMI in 2001, but, uh, you know, I enlisted to pay back the student loans. Then when I go green to gold, I applied to San Diego state university of Hawaii and Hawaii Pacific university, because I thought that those schools had the right program for me this time. So I commissioned out of uh, University of Hawaii in 2007 as an MI branch detail infantry. Uh, so I uh, go off to IOBC, Ranger School. Uh, they allowed me to do the extended version there at Ranger School. Um, and then after, you know, in 2008, go back to Hawaii with the 25th, with 3rd Brigade, 25th ID in 227. And we deployed to Iraq for a year came back and then deployed to Afghanistan for a year. Uh, then when we got back, then I made that transition to military intelligence, got stationed over at Fort Huachuca, Arizona for a few years. And now uh, the last three, about two and a half years ago, we are now, we PCS and we are now stationed at Fort Irwin, California. Uh, and if anyone knows of that area, I mean, uh, it's right here in the middle of the Mojave. It gets pretty hot. So, yeah. Um, when I was uh, when I was still in, we used to have a uh, national training center rotations out to Fort Irwin, California, and it was uh, we and it was pretty comparable to Iraq as far as the heat index. Yes, yes, it can get hot during the summer, so uh, it's very good training, very realistic training. Well, awesome! So you're still in the military. I am, and yeah, so for the last two. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's very cool that you're still in the military and you're running this organization. That's really cool. Right, and I'm not running it by myself. I'm, my wife runs a lot of the day-to-day stuff. You know, we've got a, a, some other team members uh, as far as just kind of running everything. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things of like, hey, when you're transitioning out, you know, I'm caffeinated really by 4 in the morning, staying up late, and just trying to make that transition happen. So, you know, there's other mouths to feed right now. So, you know, we kind of need that army paycheck for a little bit until the transition is complete. So, uh, you know, it's never too early, I think, to start to try to moonlight and, and start that transition process. That's very good advice. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes, the nitty gritty of this going on. Exactly what is Patriotic Online Marketplace? Describe it for me. What is it y'all do? Right. So we are a dedicated marketplace for military-owned, first responder-owned businesses, uh, 
so conceptually, just like an Etsy, eBay, the difference is all of our vendors and businesses are service members, first responders, veterans, or their immediate family members. So we don't charge listing fees. We don't charge uh, membership fees. We only earn 3% commission on sales. So truly, we allow a veteran-owned business to have an e-commerce store set up selling for free. Um, and we provide that value up front because one of the problems is all the extra fees, all the money that, you know, when you're starting a business, a lot of the money can be, can be very tight and you don't know what you, what you need and what you don't from a web perspective. And so instead of shelling out all that money, we allow the patriotic businesses uh, to, to have a free e-commerce store. Well, that's really cool. I'm on the website right now, and I'm just seeing a ton of everything. You got activated charcoal soap from BTB Handmade Soap. You got T-shirts from Grunt Style, and you even got uh, feminine wear from the Cheeky Boutique. So. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and actually, yeah, she's running a, a discount. So if any of the listeners want to do uh, Cheeky 10, they can get a 10% discount. And that's a great Valentine's gift. But So to your point, though, yeah, we have, we're on the full spectrum of businesses from anywhere from that military spouse uh, kind of working in the spare bedroom or, or in the garage all the way to some very well-established businesses like the Grunt Style, like the Doc Spartan, like Combat Flip Flops. And, the you know, when we're talking to these businesses, we all kind of have the same mindset that a rising tide raises all ships. So, you know, we understand that some people might come for grunt style, but then they, then they might also get a piece of jewelry from, you know, someone else, from a, a spouse that's making very high quality jewelry, but she's doing it at home and, and is starting out that business. Well, that's really, really awesome because, I mean, again, I'm seeing a little bit of everything on here. So tell me, how does uh, POMP USA, and that's the, the acronym, how does that differ from places like Amazon.com or Etsy? Like, how do you differ from other online sellers? Well, so it just, it's about the vendors. And for us, you know, it's all about the people. So um, I think that wherever you spend your time and money is what you value. And for me, if you're going to buy something anyways, I would prefer to buy from a veteran or from a military spouse or, a, you know, a firefighter. Um, so we're just kind of all bound by service to our nation and entrepreneurship. And so if you're going to, right, if you're going to buy so handmade soap anyways, why not buy it from the military spouse? If you're going to buy, um, you know, a personalized gift for your wife, you know, the underwear for you know, why not buy it from a military spouse? So really, you know, Amazon's a little different and we are an Amazon affiliate because there are certainly, there's there's certain vendors, especially the authors that rely on some of the Amazon services. So gone are the days where they're just, you know, they've got a stack of books in their spare bedroom that they're just shipping out. So they rely on some of those printing services. So if there's an author out there, which I know that there are a ton, we can list you on Pomp USA and it links right to Amazon. You know, Amazon will give us a small cut out of Amazon's commission, not the authors. So really, there's no reason not to do it. Um, it and so Amazon's a little different, but Etsy, eBay, it's our vendors. I mean, that's we're all bound by service. 
Okay. That's awesome. That's cool. So I think we're the, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I think we're the highest of the high. Well, no, yeah, that, that makes sense. I was about to say, I actually know a, a friend of mine, one of my, who was my former senior drill sergeant when I was on the trail. And he's an author. I'll probably mention him to y'all or mention y'all to him or something like that. Hook y'all up trying to help him out. Now, uh, yeah, I, no, go ahead. Well, no, yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of people that have, that do either woodworking in their spare time. I mean, it's a great way to start monetizing a hobby and turning it into a business. Uh, you know, so because there's no of that none of that cost associated because with some of those other marketplaces you mentioned, they're oversaturated. You know, they kind of nickel and dime, and they'll take your money up front um, whether you sell something or not. So we actually got started with this about two and a half years ago, and we've got two daughters. You know, I'm married, my wife Leslie. We've got two daughters, Sam and Charlie. You know, four and three. But when they were babies, my wife was making them releasable baby headbands. And she started making them releasable baby headbands. And I don't know if you've got girls or not, but um, either way, mama's going to dress up a little baby girl in a headband, make her look cute. The problem is that all baby headbands that you buy in Target or wherever, were always one piece of fabric. They fall down the baby's head. It would be around her neck. It looks like a potential strangulation issue. So my wife said, hey, you know, I want to make releasable or breakaway headbands. The supportive husband that I am, I said, hey, well, how much is that going to cost me? And then, you know, went through the numbers. It wasn't that much. So I was like, hey, no problem. But then she's like, hey, well, maybe I can make a few extra and sell them on Etsy. uh, And maybe I can make an extra $100, $200 a month. You know, nothing get rich quick. And because, as you know, most military families are one-income families, and many have turned to e-commerce. So when she said that, I said, then that's actually when I became actually supportive. I said, yes, let's do this. Let's, you know, sell the baby headbands on Etsy. The problem was, even in 2015, when you type in baby headband in Etsy, there was over 274,000 results that came back. Wow. So I was like, wow. Yeah. So I cursed a little bit. So that was a good PG answer. But the, I was like, <laughs> holy, you know, and immediately, because so we're looking at it. And even if you have a better mousetrap, how do you market it? How do you get the word out? It's going to be oversaturated. And then how do you, uh, um, you know, what kind of margins do you need to run? And, and then you're looking at it like, well, let's see, they don't even care if you sell it or not, because they're going to charge you listing fees. So obviously saw the disappointment in my wife's eyes. And then that's when I was like, hey, babe, it's it's too bad you can't highlight the fact that you're a military spouse. I bet people would want to buy from you. So then that's when we started looking into it. That was our kind of our aha moment. Like, yes, there should be a dedicated marketplace for military-owned businesses. Looked into it. There's a few other companies out there that were doing it kind of in a directory style um, you know, which is great. You know, they're, they're, they're trying. Um, but we looked at it and it's like, Hey, well, I don't think that that's how consumers shop. You know, it's not, if I wasn't in the space, I, you know, I wouldn't have really gone to them. And what they were essentially saying is like, Hey, you know, you, you pay $30 a month and we'll list you and say you're a veteran owned business. We'll give you a visual decal that says you're a veteran-owned business, and then we'll mail you a sticker that you can put on your storefront that says you're a veteran-owned business. And and I absolutely believe that they they do it with the right intent, and they're trying to market and get the word out. And 
and advance our cause. Uh, you know, the problem is, you know, I've done a year in Iraq, a year in Afghanistan as an infantry dude. Not, I'm not paying anyone thirty dollars a month to stay in the bedroom. <laughs> I, I mean, it just it just ain't happening. So, um, you know, we said no. We got to do it in the true marketplace style, and that's how we kind of model it off. Now, the problem is that you know, those directory style models. I mean, on a tech side, are are pretty easy. You know, um, but once you go into the marketplace, it, it just adds complexity to it. And so at the time, we were just kind of too ignorant to know that we couldn't do it. But we knew that we had to do it. Like security is always your first priority of work. So we knew we, we knew that security and scalability were our two big hurdles. And building that on the, the infrastructure of a skyscraper early on, I didn't know how um, difficult it was going to be. And, you know, and I'll just tell you, you know, we have the same startup problems that everyone else has too, you know? So it was initially, you know, the first developer just ripped us off. You know, the second one was a lot more confident than he was competent. Um, third one, pretty good. We were with him for about 18 months, but really only recently in the last few weeks, um, well, I'd say we got functional about three, four months ago. And we just got fast uh, towards the end of December. So now those major tech hurdles are are in the past, and now we're focused on growth. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a journey, and it's always been to try to enable the veteran-owned businesses, the first responders, that patriotic community that also wants to that makes high-quality stuff. Um, but they just want a shot. You know, you can't compete against 274,000 other like items. So, Right. Now, I want to know, I was, I was going to ask how the idea came up, but you just answered that. See, that's how you're a good guest. You answer my questions before I even ask mm. them. You're awesome at this. Can you come on more? No, I'm kidding. Not that we won't watch you one more. I, I'm going to stop talking now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what I want to know is how did you get all these other businesses in on this idea? Because it seems like most uh, veteran entrepreneurs want to open their business and become th- and you know sell their product. But it seems like you are almost wanting wanting to become you know the Blofeld, the criminal mastermind in charge of everything. Everyone works in your. Uh, your market how did you get companies like grunt style and combat flip-flops to sign on to this i mean just reaching out to them just got to call them and you know we're not asking for any money up front so we don't i mean that's the value it's like we're not saying hey we're not promising anything we're not we're just saying hey look we you know you can list list your store you know if you sell uh you know we get three percent it's everything's automated and really, most of those companies have been great. They say no problem, um, very little issue. Because again, it's not there's no, there's no cost to it. And then I haven't met a vendor yet that's got a problem with three percent. I mean, they're all, you know, you should charge more or something. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, a lot of these guys are good dudes um, and gals. You know that we all want to try to help out the community. So. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a problem. The biggest problem, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of us. So before I was on your show, I'm sure you never heard of us. So that's why, like, kind of 2018 is now we were really focused on you know growing the number of vendors, growing the number of products, growing sales for everybody, 
and then really trying to make some strategic partnerships to get the word out and just tell someone, you know, just like, Hey, um, here it is. And that's, this is a one-stop shop, uh, for a lot of people. And like you, you mentioned earlier, I mean, we've got thousands of products on there already and we, we, are just getting started. So, uh, future is very bright. Yeah. Well, that's actually was my next question is, um, do you think having a team of veterans and first responders behind the site, does that make you more confident about your business? Does it make you feel like you have more chance of success in the business arena? How do you, how do you view the future of your company? So, well, so it is great to have that community, um, behind us. You know, and I, we do have very good team members, you know, very good, you know, there's, um, yeah, I, I can't thank people enough because, you know, as a startup, uh, people aren't getting paid, but they should be getting paid. So uh, I, I can't stress enough of how valuable I, I think of our of our team and so appreciative. Um, as far as the future, I mean, I, I think that we're bright. You're, I think it's bright. I mean, it's unlimited. I think that we just keep on getting the word out keep on growing it, you know, keep on, um, keep on keeping on or something, but you know, we're going to make some strategic partners. There's some other companies I think that are interested in us right now, because at this point, you know, it's more of a just add water type thing that we've already built the foundation and infrastructure of a skyscraper. Now we just got to fill in stores. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for us to be a household name. I would love for everyone, hey, if you're going to do online shopping, which people are going to do, um, you know, that they just kind of check us out first, see if there's something that they like. Because my, my thing is like, and I said it earlier, is like wherever you spend your time and money is what you value. So if you want to help the community, our veteran community, it's like, hey, here's a way to do it. And the people that are that are really – my core focus also is not just the customers, but the vendors. So having that mindset, because the other, I think some of the other marketplaces, they're so big that they don't care. You know, I think that some of them, that they're great for customers, but vendors have to kind of uh, dance around, you know, plead, hope they don't get kicked off, hope that someone doesn't rip them off, you know, rip off their design or whatnot. I mean, right away, you know, I've got a no jackass policy. So, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, there was a company that was ripping off, I think, Valhalla Designs and stuff. And Valhalla is not even a company that I've got on pop, you know. But I was like, hey, dude, I, I know where you're getting your designs from. You know, go F yourself. Get, you know, um, you're not coming on pop. So, and, and that's just kind of, you know, our mindset is like, our vendors and our, I mean, that's who we're here to support. That's who we're enabled. So I, I certainly don't think of myself as a criminal mastermind by any means. <laughs> in fact, I, so many mistakes. I mean, it, it would take much longer than 25 minutes to go through, but the, I mean, just um, the amount of mistakes I've made, but I think that we're, we're here to enable and serve and provide, you know, that, that e-commerce website, allow them you know, try to help them out and get sales. You know, we are a supporting effort. The main effort is the vendors themselves, you know, because our community, and this is, so our new kind of hashtag is highest to the high here because 
we're looking at all these people. Not only are we bound by service to our nation, but it's also the entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is scary. You know, I, I know, you know, I, and you know, you're putting out money. You want to, you're, you're trying to provide a good product or service and it's scary initially starting and where entrepreneurship and service to our country intersect is, is where you're going to find Pomp USA. And so we, we need to enable these people. I mean, they're the, the highest of the high. Um, so yeah, I, I certainly don't, don't think of myself as a criminal mastermind, but right. Well, I hope I can connect people. Right. Well, we can see you like that. And just, it, I just, I just like the idea in my head of you sitting in a chair, petting a, a white cat, mm. you know, cackling or whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Now, do you think I've noticed in the military veteran entrepreneur community, there's a big sense of camaraderie. Like we've talked to Grunt Style, obviously, Dan Alaric. They are one of our wonderful sponsors here at ConnectingVets.com. But we've also spoken to uh, Nick Palmashano from Ranger Up and all these other different businesses that compete against each other. Do you feel that that kind of competition between veterans is healthy or do you think that they should be more supportive of one another? Or what do you think? How does that work at your website as far as competition? So, so one, my thing is, so I understand that there might be certain companies that might kind of compete against each other and they're trying to market each other and stuff. Um, to me, I just go back to the, Hey, uh, a rising tide raises all ships, you know? So yeah, I've got several, you know, probably 25, 30, uh, clothing companies, on pump USA. And, but you know, if someone comes for a grunt style, they might get something else. So, um, some of that competition, I think it's fine. I, there's plenty of space. There's plenty of, so, cause, cause my thing is like, Hey, instead of like, the, the Under Armour shirt that's with American flag, which, and I don't even, I, Under Armour is a great company and they're very military supportive. So it's not even that I want to dog out Under Armour because they're a great company, but the, it's like, Hey, if you're going to wear a U.S. flag, why would you do it with the Under Armour logo? Why don't you just get it from actually buy a, buy from a veteran? Like, you know, so I don't get it, you know, and it's like, Hey, thanks for that wearing patriotism. Awesome but you're only half right now buy it, buy it from your veteran. So there's plenty of space for all those companies. I mean, when we're looking at like e-commerce, e-commerce is only making up a little bit over 8% of our total commerce in the United States. And it's going to jump to, a, I think they're projecting it around 11%. So that those jumps are from like 235 billion to 417 billion. So there's plenty of money the, the people who are going to lose out are some of those brick and mortar stores, but whether you have grunt style or ranger up, like there's plenty of room What what those companies need to do is focus on themselves, look at their brand, their image, provide the high quality, Uh, you know, and I know grunt style has a lifetime guarantee. Um, You know, it's the same, you know, when they, Hey, Adam, Adam, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're running short on time. If people want to learn more about the website, where do they go? What's the website? Uh, www.pompusa.org Okay, uh, morning briefing. See y'all tomorrow. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.